This week, the number one show on Netflix was The Night Agent. Hey, Justin and Ashley. Yes, Dave. <laughs> Why are people watching this? I don't know, Dave, but let's figure it out. <laughs> so welcome to Why Are People Watching This? The podcast where three friends get together, watch the number one show on Netflix, and then ask and answer the question, why are, why are people, people watching, watching this? And this week it's the night agent. Yeah, it's the night agent, <laughs> which is a, a television show. Yes, with multiple episodes. Now we only watched the first episode. Thank mm-hmm. God is all I have to say. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, you're you're um, giving your hand up too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Too so here. um, hmm. yeah. So Ashley, welcome back. As anyone who was listening <laughs> to last episode will will have noted that we waited for her to arrive forever at, and ever during the recording, and she never did. <laughs> Yep. That was my ploy all along. Just got the I time was wrong. It's... Waiting intentionally at home, just calculating my my uh, my my plan. It's a and shame. You, <laughs> you probably were quite well prepared for this. Oh too. man, I was so prepared. I'm God, so sorry, God. honestly, that <laughs> no, you didn't I get just, a chance. You, we talked about it. That is, we had this awesome. We had a whole conversation about it, and my brain was like, nope. Alas. That's just not what we're going to do but today. But you <laughs> did get to be here for the night agent. Oh, yes. what a I'm what just, a treat oh, this is yeah. going to be, everybody. So um, <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is still number one, but I'm just guessing it's got to have dropped out. I'm just going to look real quick. I think it's it, still there. I think it is. is, is. It? it is still number one. These long, like the, it's there's 10 mm-hmm. episodes here. So it takes people a while to, to realize it's binge, not good. No, to binge. <laughs> good Lord. To binge through this stuff. The Night Agent is still number one. Somehow this is still number one. That's right. I have obviously shown my hand. You not have a, not a huge shown fan. Your hand. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. so what is Dave? What is the official synopsis for this television <clears throat> uh, extravaganza? Okay, while monitoring an emergency line, an FBI agent answers a call that plunges him into a deadly conspiracy involving a mole at the White House. Dun dun dun! Now, if we were about an actual like rodent, I'd yeah. be excited. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually the night exterminator. He's there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, then, There's... Ashley, let's see where you stand. Ooh, what is your uh, synopsis? All right. This is going to tip my, my hand. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis now. A sexy FBI agent slash hero relegated to the White House basement to watch over a secret phone rescues an IT genius having a really bad night. He's sexy? The man looked like a children's television program presenter. <laughs> He did not look sexy. He He was sexy. (laughs) He did not. He was like a Mr. Rogers. I wouldn't say that at all. He was very earnest looking. I thought he was... He was a handsome fellow. No wait, way. Dave, wait, let's back up. What does earnest looking mean? Well, he just looked like a clean cut, sort of like he was just there f- to help folks out. He just looked like yeah. a, te- he looked like, it's like lusting after Mr. Rogers. Yeah. yeah. The first person that came to mind was that guy that used to host Blues Clues. That's what I'm talking about. It's the Blues Clues guy. What oh, okay. are you talking about? There's nothing about? sexy about this man. He was handsome. He, he was, was not. He was gentlemanly. He was oh, sexy. Oh my Lord. Well, okay. He had maybe, a nice voice. Maybe you're just jealous, Justin. Possible. That could be it. I, I we're sure a sexy television program <laughs> presenter. Okay. Do you like exposition? Do you enjoy scenes where two people exchange important plot and character information in the form of long, awkward conversations expressed in non-human ways? Yes. <laughs> yes. Night Agent is trying for the fast pace and plot twists of 24. If you can get past the weird human talking and the logical inconsistencies, you might just happily go where the night agent takes you. 
So I'm in that camp. Dave, you you hit on the thing that I obsessed over, <laughs> which you'll see in this synopsis. Was this TV show written, directed, acted, and produced by ChatGPT? <laughs> no, it, it's not. You know why? Because ChatGPT could write a better screenplay. Ooh. The Night Agent is like a spy thriller on Ambien. Exciting at first, but then you just want to go to sleep. Guess what? That last sentence was written by ChatGPT when I asked it to review this show, and that's better than any dialogue we heard in this. Oh my god! Is really? it actually? Yes, I said write a pithy uh, to, it was a review of uh, the Night Agent, and it said the Night Agent is like a spy thriller on Ambien. It's oh my exciting god! Exciting at first, but then you just want to go to sleep. Again, wow. seriously, wow. better dialogue ChatGPT than. ChatGPT has a lot of opinions. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> but it's way the, the the least human sounding thing I've seen on television. Wait, what version yeah. of ChatGPT do you have? Four. Oh, okay. Yeah. You downloaded, like, you bought that. No, it's just online. You no, just because it doesn't have any information past, like, 2021. What? The no. old version of ChatGPT. Uh, I'm pretty sure you just ChatGPT4, you go on, sign up, get an account, and it does whatever. Well, okay, we're going to talk later. Right. <laughs> Can I just go on record right now? Okay. So in the future, people will look back at this podcast and go, oh, my what God, somebody, somebody knew, right? This is this is going to be the death of us, I think. This ChatGPT. <laughs> stop messing with this stuff. Do we not? Ha- like, how many... How many actual well, movies have Elon we done? Elon Musk where... and oh, a bunch no. of other people agree with you because they wrote an open oh letter God, that, that gets... to, to the company, to OpenAI, to be like, stop, but only for six months. <laughs> it's just stupid. It, I mean, so how, many, how many Sorry. post-apocalyptic <laughs> AI has taken over the planet? Netflix shows have we reviewed? I tell you this. <laughs> if I could get ChatGPT to, to say all of the dialogue, all of my opinions about this show so I didn't have to watch it and you could just have a monitor instead of me in this room and I could be upstairs having a cocktail, I would love ChatGPT to be in <laughs> yeah. this room right now. Talking you know, to then what it would do, it would probably kill the both of us. Me and Ashley would be killed. Correct. That's would, right. No one's going to get... No one's, it yeah. would learn would how to that, electrocute that us through this microphone with. or something. Oh. And it would yeah. perceive us as a danger to society oh, and be what? like, oh, we must kill them. Oh, the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Listen... Yeah, open the pod bay doors, Hal. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so much fun to rile Justin up. <laughs> I have so many opinions on this, I can't express right. because I'm just sounding an old wet blanket. Okay, well, let's talk about things <laughs> that were okay then. This was okay, I guess. Could have been a lot better, but also Gabrielle Basso, Basso, Basso. I'm the New Zealand Basso. actor, lady. The, is he from the... Oh. oh, is it the woman you're talking about? No, I'm guy? talking about the Peter Sutherland character. The main guy. Oh, the... the, the, the Gabriel. Blues clues. It I'm must call be him Gabriel. It must, okay, I'm going to rephrase. I'm going to say Gabriel Basso. That's my guess at so how you, you liked pronounce his name. Clues. He was hot. He was hot. That's correct. He was milk toast. <laughs> he was like a Lego figure. Come to life. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, if we uh, if we ever need to hook you up with someone, I'll keep that in mind, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's fine. He's just conventionally attractive to the point of. There's boring. a lot of people in other shows that I have not that are supposed to be attractive that I have not found attractive. So but I couldn't like tell guy. you what it was, but I found him. To be I nice. I had him as well, just because this that character could have been even less dimensional than he was. Yes. Like could have been like one dimensional, but he kind of played it as like a two dimensional. I give you one point three. Oh, okay. A one point three dimensional. You're saying? Oh, I yeah. thought he did a good job. I I thought I think he had it... great tattoos and muscles and a weird scar. 
<laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Okay, fine. I'll give you. I'll give you. Like, fine. He's his voice is soothing, but in like a a customer service phone line kind of way, like which is I guess what his job was. Like, like to calm people down. Yeah, so, like oh, a children's. God. I'm telling you, he's like the Blues Clues now, guy. We're in Steve, the like Steve from Blues Clues. <laughs> Before Steve went out and started You're not allowed to band. grumble yet. We're still Okay, you're right. Okay, well, I'll say that I like the actor lady from New Zealand. Uh, I thought, because she's from New Zealand, her accent was real good in this. What? Do you mean the uh, the, the woman in the White House with the gray wig? No, no, no. That main actor lady. The oh, short. okay. She didn't have a New Zealand accent? No, she's from New Zealand, but she had an American oh, accent. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. But the actor Sorry, is from New up. Zealand. She's half Tongan, which oh, is cool. cool. Very cool. So I liked her, like... Uh, uh, unexplainable ethnicity so i'm like oh, i wonder who this is, woman is. is this her first breakout role i do not know that okay but um but i liked i just generally thought she was kind of we can cool. ask chat G- yep. gpt <laughs> so i liked her and then i have one other thing that i liked and then that's it so i'll just say it so they don't have to talk to me anymore okay. and that was when they were when they went in the parking lot for some reason and those guys jumped them yes and then he's like take take their wallets and she takes the wallets and starts to pocket them and he's like we're not robbing them we're checking their licenses like yeah, that, that was that was, that funny. was funny that was kind of that was funny, the yeah. only bit where i'm like Haha. and the rest of it not so much so what about the what about the line about the think tank with the scotch and viagra crowd just again chat gpt could have written that that's guess, not a good joke i guess yeah. i don't know I i'm gonna ask funny. chat gpt to write a joke about viagra while you guys keep talking <laughs> okay um oh, when i when i first started i thought this said promise i was watching it and it reminded me of the bodyguard oh bodyguard that british remember the oh yeah yeah that kind of it kind of had that, Is that vibe the Whitney houston thing no well there is a movie the bodyguard that was like kevin costner yeah no this there's Not a there's one. a okay. british uh show called the bodyguard about a british uh secret service guy Ooh, okay, okay like okay, protecting okay. political people it kind of had that vibe to it mm. and he sort of reminded me of that actor which i can't remember his name and body anyway okay and the opening scene was kind of cool the train scene you know it's very it was, fast it was a lot of action right off the bat right out of the bat out of the gate yeah. fast paced kind of set up okay this is who this guy is right he's looking out for folks you know <laughs> he's taking you know he's he's taking care of business he's his whole life hero. Is, his whole life is really dedicated to looking out for folks. I you know, maybe that's what's so nice. Like a about librarian. Him. Yeah. yeah or, like a, okay, Justin. Or a nice mailman. Okay. <laughs> a nice mailman. <laughs> He's there to make sure you get your packages. Yep. Yeah, if those packages are um, Okay. Not Keep bombs. it in your pants. I'm scared where this is going. <laughs> I wasn't referring to anything right. dirty, Justin. Calm down. Um I loved it. I, I loved the realistic action sequences off the bat. Like I felt they um they did a good job. They didn't add music over top of their action sequences a mm. lot of the the hand-to-hand fighting kind of stuff it wasn't um yeah it just normally in those kinds of scenes you get all this dramatic music to try and tell you how to feel mm-hmm. and with this it was it was quiet it was just you were hearing what was going on and i i really enjoyed that Fair um i liked the um I I just I like the the political intrigue and the 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 infighting between the FBI and the White House. I'm always taken in by shit like that. I love these types of shows. So this was right up my alley. <laughs> I liked that I now know that the FBI is in the White House basement, which I didn't know before. <laughs> I don't think is that accurate. <laughs> I'm going to just assume it is. And I, from now on moving forward in my life, I'm going to say, well, 
like there's Quantico, Virginia, and then there's the White House basement, and that's the two places where the FBI, the FBI is. Out. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you have nothing else, Dave? No, sorry. Oh my god, I'm, I'm tapped. What do you? Well, want? fine. Um, all right. I yeah, I got we got the action. Um, female leaders everywhere, which is cool. I have you know not all of these leaders were great acting choices, but they were female leaders, which is cool. Um. I thought the suspense was really good. There were a couple of times where I truly was freaked out and I was like, ah, okay. All right. Ah, all right. All right. Um, I love that Rose, the the main female protagonist, thought that they were robbing those guys, which you already mentioned. I thought that was hilarious. That was funny. Um, and the car chase was good. Again, surprising. It felt surprisingly realistic. I've seen a lot of <laughs> shitty car chases. Justin's shaking. He's trying to hold my tongue. <laughs> Looking down into his life. I knew Justin would love this car chase. Oh, my God. I, I really, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was realistic. And <laughs> I watch a lot of, as you know, TV and movies and Marvel shit where it's just, I don't know. It just I think it might just be the music thing where they don't overuse music um, as a as a as a choice, a stylistic choice to to make you feel certain things about in certain moments. Um, that could be what's what's happening there. But yeah, I thought it was really good. I had lots of problems with it. Don't get me wrong. But I, in general, I liked it. OK. Yeah. OK. Cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's that's all you got. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I won't wax poetic since you two are all. <laughs> oh no by all means <laughs> grumbly no that's all i wrote we're good <laughs> okay justin you're gonna explode over there I'm, so i'm let, not we're just gonna let you out of the box okay come on and tell me what you don't like i'm gonna tell you what i don't like come on and hit me with your insides grumbles and gripes okay well here's my first grumbling gripe question and this is a legitimate one uh, to, to you, Ashley and Dave, I think you both might be able to answer this. I didn't understand anything about the interaction he had with his boss when she was like, you're hired now to work the phone. I'm your boss. I'm the president's. I work for the president. Chief of staff. But I'm the chief of staff, but I'm also the FBI, but you're the FBI, but the FBI works in the White House, but it doesn't. But then there's this other guy who is also employed by the president and or not employed <laughs> by the president who might be the chief of staff, but he isn't. This is the Terminator guy. Yeah. And he is your boss, but he's not your boss because I'm your boss and or the president is your boss who's who, right? What well, what is the relate? It's like the Situation Room. Well, hold on, because you were excited by the dynamics, and like I'm, I'm legitimately asking if you can explain to me what they were, because I literally don't understand w who is his boss and who he's working for. Why they he had to this, make a choice? Okay. He had to well, make a choice. Maybe you don't. Maybe I just watch these shows. I, none of this is coming from any real information. This is all from TV show knowledge. But in in these TV shows, there's always this dynamic of. Um, not always, but often a person who is uh, who is part of both the president's staff and some law enforcement agency, uh, like that he because the president needs to be informed. Like that, the whole point of this phone in the basement is that he's um, they have these agents out there who are doing whatever they're doing. But why, they're, like Dave said, why are they in the White House? Because it, it if there's a situation that is if. If it's if the it's like homeland security, you know, if if something has compromised, but why aren't the they homeland the security? That's yeah. a good the, point. Was he CIA or FBI? FBI. And that also like secret CIA service stuff. And yeah, also secret service. Secret, but the secret service guy is like, "What? Well, you're going to come work for us?" So he didn't work for secret service. He's in the same office as the secret service yeah. guy, though, because he walked up to him and said, "Yeah, yeah, come work for us." But and then the and then the other Terminator two guy was like. 
you have to make a choice whether or not you work for me. And I think he was FBI, FBI, or the other woman who was the. <laughs> she was just the chief of staff. She was the chief of staff, but she she was in charge of the spy network, which again is the CIA, which has nothing to do with any of these departments. Yeah, this is like the dom- domestic, yeah. the domestic police force, basically. Yeah, right? it probably should have been Homeland so, Security. I feel like we need to get some yarn and some string <laughs> to see how, and, yeah, and a board these, and some pins yeah, and connect. I couldn't make I That's couldn't make any point. sense out of any of that because like it seemed like a plot point where it's like, well, he's gonna have to make a decision. Who his boss is, and I'm listen. I've not worked in a lot of organizations, but I don't think you get to choose your boss. <laughs> no. I think when you join an organization, they tell you who your boss. Yeah, I think oh it should gosh. be very clear. And I felt like he was actually being punished. So why was he the favorite? Like he was being punished for some whatever his role in this train. I know that was the hell. also a bit. That was so why, weird. like, because you know, do your time in the basement manning the phone, and then maybe you'll get something else. He was kind of hinting at. But yep. like, so why is he her favorite if he's actually the guy that's being punished for whatever he did wrong? I don't understand that. Part. I didn't understand that at all. Well, I, and also that's he a didn't. Good point. He didn't seem to have done anything wrong. Like objectively, like the departments involved in investigating the train bombing. He, essentially, have, he just sucks at PR. Like he, after his whole heroic thing, he just said the wrong thing to someone on the news, and all of a sudden that has relegated him to the basement for. But that's indeterminate amount of time. That didn't seem anything to do with the train part, though. It, that was it, more like he's reacting to his dad's potential. Yeah, but framing. the news. What I mean to say is that after this big incident, he was all over the news, and and new media people were, you know, tra- tracking him down and finding everything out about him. So they put him in the basement to get him out of the public. And no, he fucked up the PR. Like he was supposed to, he was he's supposed to just be neutral because yeah. he's working for the FBI or whoever the hell he's working or CIA. for. What did, uh, <laughs> little, did he work for the CIA or the FBI? No, what he was, was an FBI. He was very clearly FBI an FBI agent. Well, why is he in a spy? Because I'm pretty sure spy stuff is CIA. No, they have they have internal stuff with FBI too. It's not just yeah, domestic like, spies. Well, they're undercover agents of some kind. They're but undercover isn't that the special. CIA? Well, there it depends on what they're doing, right? I mean, if they're like doing domestic crime then it's the fbi if it's if it's overseas things then it's the cia right i'm pretty sure that's why i thought you domestic spies well domestic undercover agents Agents to determine if there's terrorist so the same way like the fbi will plant will plant people in certain groups like really it should have been homeland security so the, the FBI will plant people in like anti-government groups yeah. and stuff like okay. that. As... So they do have, yeah, they do have like, a As an example, like thing. the February 6th riots um, on the Capitol in the U.S. last year, the FBI had people in the group, although they didn't figure the plot out soon enough. But, but so, this is, so this is like then like the, the police force will have like double, like, like not spies. They wouldn't call them spies. Oh, right? but like undercover, undercover agents. Undercover. So FBI undercover people. But that's, that's... not spies. Spy to me says internet, it's like 007. It's an undercover yeah. agent. But they said spies. The night phone or whatever this thing is, is a spy phone. Well, it's like, for the, oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> the point is I was confused as to the relationship between these agencies and what this guy's role was in it. That's valid. Pro- which made it therefore difficult for me to give a flying rat's ass <laughs> about anything that was going on. See, I had the opposite reaction. I did not care okay. about any of that because the action was very intense, very quickly, which I did like, but I, I do kind of wish, um, I don't know, it, it, I wish they had given us a little bit more lead up. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like we just jumped into this so hot and heavy, so so much going yeah. on so quickly. I agree. Um, 
I, but again, it, it, I felt like it was well done. I felt like a lot of it made sense. It was too fast, but it, a lot of it still made sense to me. So I wasn't really that concerned with the uh, agencies. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dave, you were around in the 80s or whatnot and probably went shopping a lot when there was only paper grocery bags, right? Yeah. And uh, Ashley, you might have had paper grocery bags growing up. Maybe not. Not really. Okay. <laughs> How many times in real life... Have you seen someone carrying a paper grocery bag with the top of their carrots hanging off over the side? <laughs> I feel like that you see that in movies and television shows yeah. all the time in the 80s and 90s. But in real life, you just put the whole carrot in the bag. And, it, <laughs> and is that how people like go shopping in like New York downtown City? Washington yeah. or wherever this is? Yeah, carrying a, just like an open bag single <laughs> with the carrots hanging on out. Yeah, I I've, I had the I had some issues with the train scene. It was a great scene as far as the energy of it and getting you into the, but the whole interaction of him with this woman and the little girl, right? For starters, I, like, is it still considered a normal thing to offer your seat to a woman, or is that like a sexist thing? Because like, I would oh, you're that. a woman. I would do that to you know to I, anyone who isn't just like a you a, poor a, weak woman. Here's my seat. No, no, right? but just, I baby. would also offer a, a seat to the woman. So it's not because she had a kid thing. though. Yeah. Right. yeah, like if I was standing there, I would have offered her my seat too. So I think it's the kid. But then, that makes but then it. he starts yeah. interacting with the kid, <laughs> and, yeah, and kind of a real, you know, like and awkward I can, way. I can see that happening, like in rural Nova Scotia, right? But or this if is you're like a children's television or presenter. If, <laughs> let's say, for example, you are Steve from Blue's oh Clues. God, this would be okay, totally okay, normal. Okay, okay, He's okay. doing all the faces, but the mom is kind of like, oh yeah, this guy's perfectly okay, right? But this is like the subway system of some big <laughs> of city, right? It's like America. Yes, but at he what point seems is like be... an honest guy. Well, she met him two <laughs> seconds ago. He's in her, and then, then he grabs her child. Right? He's like, "Are you okay?" And he picks up her child, and sure, he saves her life, right? But wouldn't this woman be screaming, "Get me back, my child!" Right? Like, you know, this is a panic moment. They're trying to get off the train, and this guy just scoops this kid up and, like, as if this is his kid, and starts running off. Yeah, it just seemed a little bit too familiar. It feels uh, yeah. like okay. they should have been interacting for about 20 or 30 minutes before, I, before this, they were well, this familiar. Well, maybe they were, and they just had to speed through that. Okay. <laughs> I have a question about that scene as well. So, Dave, let's just imagine, or Ashley, either of you found a bomb on a train. Yep. <laughs> and you were like, uh-oh, this bomb, if it goes off, will kill all these people. What would your first reaction be to get the people to be safe? I think the most obvious thing is to take the bomb off of the train, let the people stay on the train. Because he's like, all right, everybody, there's a bomb. Everyone, let's spend the next like three minutes <laughs> trying to all get off of the train. When he, or grab the bomb and throw it off of the train and save everybody's life. Takes him about five seconds as opposed to seven minutes of, of not getting people off the train. Wait, I, I can't remember. Was someone holding the bomb? No, it was in a backpack. Right. He, he could have just... Gone outside of the then, train, yeah, run down yeah, the tunnel, yeah. thrown it. Boom! Everybody's fine. But what? What? But you don't necessarily know. Uh, to me, I wouldn't want to touch it because what if when you try to when you disturb it, it triggers it to go off. He'd already disturbed that, it though. Is that what his rationale Did was? Did he well, already disturb? He it? He opened it up and he was yeah. looking at it. But, oh. he, but that's a good point. It could I don't be know. Like I wouldn't want to touch it because I'd be yeah. scared that if I moved it or picked Listen, it up. Listen, you don't know what the FBI does. I have been trained. Isn't he CIA? No, I've been trained <laughs> on Tomb Raider movies where if you pick the thing up off the pedestal, you're gonna get some arrows shot at you. Okay, fine. So that's what, <laughs> because he's a child's presenter. He watches a lot of that, and that's what he was thinking. Anyway, that that was just that was weird. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. But I will say, here's another thing from the '80s uh, or the what? When were you born? Um, 
in the 70s? I don't know. The olden times <laughs> when, <laughs> when people had house phones. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you think about the uh, the house phone stuff? What house phone? They had a house phone. With like on a, K- on a line? Yeah, like they had an actual house phone. Oh, cool. I thought it was so odd. Yeah. I, I was like, what what is happening? Are we back Which, in time? You mean the phone he was answering in the basement? No, no, no. In the, the, the aunt's house or the aunt and uncle. Yeah. Yeah. I had a house phone like up until about three months ago. You don't what? have a house phone? What? Well, I, when you live out in the country, you still had one. When you live out in the country where there's no cell service, but they you still live need in a the house city. Phone. I haven't had one in a, a good ten or fifteen years, I guess. But but I get <laughs> yeah, they're n- not a weird thing to have. I don't really. Think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I I also, I, I thought th- I thought that the phone on his desk was a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, obviously, like it's a bad like, phone. He's like, you know, it's got no numbers on it, but it's like it's like it's a phone from like nineteen. 19- it should have been a computer system. Eighty six or been. whatever. Answering yeah. also, recording calls in that house when they're on the phone. This is exactly what you were talking about, Dave. Where they, this exposition is out of control. They're talking to each other, and they're like, "Oh, d- what? What about that thing that we found?" And and he's like, "Oh yeah, that we can't trust anyone in the White House." Like, um, <laughs> they're just talking these big secrets to each other in a in an in, a, in a, such an unnatural way. No, actually, I have to disagree with you, and this is a what? point of contention for me. Okay, I I if I didn't have the subtitles on, would not have been able to understand what they were saying. It was whispered to the point that if I didn't have the subtitles on and I was reading those subtitles, I would not have known what they were saying. Okay. So but when you but when you see what they're saying, it's like this but is But not so, everybody leaves the subtitles on. Okay. That's just a weird thing we do. I, I thought know. it was odd that they were carrying on this whole conversation <laughs> and they knew she was upstairs asleep. I don't know what the plan was. I Are don't we gonna know wake either. her up and get That's... her out of the house? Or are we just gonna hope that whoever's coming to kill us? Because they knew somebody her. was coming to kill them. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. Bother they didn't. Bother. They're just know. like, oh, she'll sleep through it. It'll be fine. We'll <laughs> just we'll just have a gunfight in our living room. Yeah. Well, they maybe were. they didn't have a good relationship because later on, after they're dead, and the FBI slash CII CIA slash children's presenter <laughs> says to her like, oh, oh, uh, your parent, your aunt and uncle are dead or whatever, and she's like, oh no, everyone loved them. <laughs> and that's it that's know, she, whole... she does zero grieving zero she does grieving. No, and then immediately it's every, true like true. nothing changes about her physicality yeah, or her face right. and then she spends the rest of the show not talking about well, her dead aunt it, uncle. in her defense there's a lot going on so maybe she hasn't processed it yet we haven't seen episode two or i haven't yet maybe she starts processing her grief once the, the shit know. calms down she it seems pretty chill man <laughs> Yeah, it's a little too chill. I don't. I don't know if this was intentional because. Uh, well, okay, a couple things. When I first, when I was watching this, I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be twenty four because mm-hmm. there was one scene where his boss or whoever the woman is, according to Justin, I don't know if she's his boss or his maybe a boss, the the secretary of state or whatever she is, the chief of staff. She says, all you need to do is keep her keep her alive through the night. So I thought, oh, great. We're going to have like a real time. Yeah, yeah. This whole show is going to take place over this one night mm. of him keeping this woman <laughs> alive. And then it started like that. And then immediately it just broke that pattern. And it was like, okay, and then it's the next morning. And then we're like. Oh, like, my ta- God. So I thought, oh, this is a real time show. This is going to be their version of 24. Yeah, but no. But it was but no. not. But then, <laughs> then I was like, okay. Right after, as soon as it started, I was like, oh. The uh, chief of staff is the bad guy. She's the mole. Right? <laughs> Presumably. Well, that's that's probably, but maybe that's what they're hoping but, that we'll like, think, uh... right? I, I started to circle back to this, but like, she's like, we have to keep her safe from the other people. But who is we? Who is she working for? I don't is she know. talking the about president. the president? The president's going to send some, I guess some of so. his personal friends around to look after her? <laughs> who is the we? 
I guess these these spies, her aunt and uncle, are so important that the president. But how does the involved. chief of staff know about the spy network? She's not FBI. <laughs> but the chief of staff has to know about like it. Okay, I, really, I'm totally lost. We should have. It should have been Homeland Security because that would make sense for the president and the chief of staff to be involved because they're talking about plots and terrorist things that that Homeland Security would would involve the president in. Uh-huh. So I, I'm going to give you a couple examples of of where I think an AI wrote the dialogue. <laughs> okay. um, at some point, the, the, I, somebody says, the, the some woman, I can't remember his aunt or uncle maybe, was like, I made a lasagna. And he's like, might as well shoot my cardiologist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? I can't understand what that means. Does that mean my cardiologist wouldn't approve of me eating lasagna, therefore I have to kill him so he won't notice? Or I don't need a cardiologist anymore because I'll be dead from eating lasagna, so I'm going to kill him and take him with me? Like, I didn't understand the sentence. Oh, that's actually really good. It was very weird. Um, What was the other one? Oh, and at some point someone was like, how is Rome? And the woman says, ah, I threw a penny in that fountain for you. Threw a penny in that fountain. <laughs> Name the fountain. The Trevi you fountain. Went, yeah, you went all the way to Rome. Everybody knows what fountain it is. Why are you being cagey about naming the fountain? <laughs> it sounds like she never went to Rome. She didn't even Google Rome. Or the AI that wrote this didn't know which fountain. How did, I don't know if it's on your list, but how did you feel about the interaction, uh, the videoed interaction with him and the guy from the Rome Tome or whatever? Oh, the Rome in. Tome. And, the, and the, guy, the guy says something about, yeah, you know, your father was, you know, your father was a traitor. And he goes, he slaps one. He was cleared of that or whatever. It was like, that's what I mean. It was so, so oh inauthentic sounding. You know that he was cleared from that. Oh, oh my God. So stupid. Oh my the Rome Tome, I just couldn't. I can't. Those guys are like, I'm going to beat you up because of, of the internet because of the Rome Tome. He's like, no, you guys just stay here under the bridge. <laughs> And someone will come and question you. And they're like, okay. okay. And it was two guys. Like, they gave up so easily. Yeah. Like, he punched them in the face, and they just laid on the ground. Yeah. Like, and then they're like, Here's get up and I grab a I'll pipe and beat here, the crap out of this guy. Yeah, they went from, like, vigilantes who were going to murder a guy to being like, yeah, I'll just sit and wait for the authorities. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. That's really funny. Oh, it's a good point. And I just found overall, I kept writing this over and over again, the tone is boring. Like everything is low key. The, the the main guy like never gets excited about anything. He's always mm. so chill. He's like an accountant as opposed to like an action hero. I, um, like there's something about it, and maybe it was the lack of music to tell me not to feel excited. Mm. Maybe I'm one of these idiot people who requires <laughs> music to tell me how to feel. Well, it, it, I guess I should. Um, maybe this is the moment to reveal that you uh, were on cocaine. Uh, no. What happened? Uh, well, I was high. <laughs> no, no, here it is. Yeah, okay. I can see yeah, why it would be I more interesting. In some legal marijuana. So your sense of time was skewed to that the point could... where you didn't notice how yeah. slow this was, Maybe. and you thought the car chase was good when it was objectively ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I felt that her facial expression didn't really change the entire time of the show. Like she had really no, no. other facial mm. expressions. She wasn't that... that scared when no. she was hiding. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Like people are dead. She's like whatever. Like people are. To <laughs> she kill didn't you. cry. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> she was hiding upstairs here's she my deaf wife's clothes no problem or whatever that yeah, was 
I felt like it was a real stretch just to get scared being yeah. in the closet thing. She was yeah. really kind of. That's true. Oh, can we just talk about fake hair for a second? <laughs> Who had fake hair? <laughs> um, Diane Farr, the chief of staff person. She had the long oh, gray hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It was so fake looking. I don't know why. I was obsessed with it, but maybe that was the. That's maybe the <laughs> indicator that she's the mole because she's got gray hair yeah. like a mole. Oh, oh. what? Oh. Moles are, what? Wait, Justin, do moles have gray hair? Uh, just go with it, Ashley. Okay. I thought they I had don't brown know. hair. I had a brown fur, brown. Uh, now I'm going to start Googling moles. <laughs> okay. Please I, don't. I, I need to take some issue with the professionalism of the FBI in this. I mean, for starters, like, uh, it just all seems so highly unprofessional. Like, she just tells him, um, take care of this woman. Yes. Like, by yourself. This is Washington, D.C. I'm Send assuming. Send your receipts. <laughs> I'm assuming that the. Uh, well, you will the be FBI, reimbursed. The FBI has like safe houses all over the place. Yeah. This is like the capital of the United States. You'd have a safe house or something. Something. Take her someplace. Where Not does he to say? Your apartment. She goes, Where are we going to go? Let's go to my, my apartment. apartment. <laughs> and in the background of his apartment are these gigantic floor to ceiling windows. Window. Oh, yes. With a view of the street, uh, right? Yes. So they're up there That's and he's like putting the thing in his desk safe. Everyone can see it. Everyone can see, and he he says like, "Go get some clothes out of the closet." My ex girlfriend's clothes. He dresses <laughs> her up like his ex girlfriend. Pretty creepy. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then his boss just tells it, gives him very few instructions, but just says, "Don't tell her anything, and sh- don't get." Don't don't let her tell you anything. Yeah. And immediately he starts telling her his entire <laughs> life story in the car. Like she just says, Oh, come on, you gotta tell me. He kind of just rolls his eyes. Okay. And oh then he gosh. launches into like, yeah, well, my dad was accused of this, and you know, here's what a night agent is, and here's my job. <laughs> oh Here, my here's gosh. what's going on, and here's what the <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and he he's just this did... low level grunt, too. He doesn't really have any real authority. He's not supposed to have any real authority, so it's very odd that he's been tasked with protecting this girl's life. It was so weird. Yeah. It was it's like, what is going on here, right? Even his boss gets involved, and his boss seems to have no power. The old guy, right? His, his <laughs> Who, FBI is boss. Is that his boss? Who is <laughs> That's he? his secondary boss. His 50% I don't of the understand. time. Yeah, his divorcee boss. His seemed like he should have a lot of power, but he had no power to do anything. And the only other thing I would have to say about the professionalism is they have this car chase, which is this ridiculous car chase. <laughs> ridiculous. At one point, they're, they do an aerial shot, and they're going up this one-way street the wrong way, and all the cars are evenly spaced so that they can weave through them. Yeah, imagine that. And then imagine. and then he, he says, he yells at her, take the wheel, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> While he's shooting out the back window and she's like, you know, driving and I'm like, Good lord, like this is like this is like a victim of a you know, how her, do you know that she her. can even drive for God's sake? Her aunt and uncle oh, were just murdered no. yeah. moments ago. And, and then they have this big chase scene, cars are smashed, like you know, they crash into that the bad guy's car and it smashes into another car and he yells Get the plate! And I'm like... I thought that, that was absurd. She's like, I can't see it. And that's, no shit, the poor woman's got 18 forms of PTSD. And, and also there'd be like... There'd, there'd be all kinds of people getting out of their car going, I need your insurance information. You know, I'm sure the plate number's going to come up somewhere, right? All the, all the, all the cameras, all the traffic cameras oh, taking pictures of this car going oh through gosh. intersections the wrong way. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway. You uh, You make valid points. Um... Yeah. And there's something about, uh, I have something written down here about, uh, you can't zoom that far in on a phone and still see clearly. He had a scene where he, he like, he had the, he had a, a camera in his apartment and he was looking Oh yes. and he kept zooming in and zooming in he and just zooming in. Enhanced. I was like, what? It's the classic Stop enhance, it. enhance. Yeah. Stop. No, yeah. no, that doesn't, yeah. that's not a thing. The ring. You're not right. going to be able to see that fucking shit on a, sorry. I'm sorry a lot. Um, 
the zero button on his cell phone that still made a noise. That was very odd. Like there was a point where he was on his oh, cell phone and yeah. it was like he hit the, the the phone and it was like beep. And you're no, that she, doesn't. Wait, was it or wasn't it her on the yeah, plugged in phone? Her on the plugged in phone. But, she, but he was still, like, he's <laughs> not talking about endangering this person. He goes, if you can't, if you <laughs> can't, zero, there it was, there it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they're in the room, press the zero. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> and everyone's like pew, pew, pew. just like there she is that's a good point yeah so i i knew i had that there for a reason great uh when are we going to talk about the child endangerment oh okay that was one yeah, of my i big thought ones. this was going to take a scandinavian twist there for a minute <laughs> I, yeah like uh, why uh, just why do they need to steal the baby in order to get in the house to look more safe couldn't they couldn't they're murderers Right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't they have just been like, and the woman opens the door and, and she's like, her. yes. And they just push her in, and shoot her, her, and then go get the thing. Yeah. Why Why this elaborate, elaborate <laughs> baby ruse with a backstory that they accidentally screwed up because of the porch? It's completely nonsensical. <laughs> they didn't do any of that. It was very. Or just wait for her to go shopping and then break into her house. <laughs> it's, not, it's just a, It's just a door. Like you're you're like FBI murderer people. It's, it's easy to just get in there. Oh my god! Why steal a baby? I was very angry in that moment watching this. I was like, why? It's this so, is so it's just so sensationally stupid. Yeah. Just, yeah. I was just hoping. Yeah. I hope in the next episode, the first very first scene. Is the police carrying this baby safely away, <laughs> right? So I'm like, you just left a baby and a dead woman know, in a house forever. I know, so. I know. It was very sad and unnecessary. Well, I didn't even get upset because it was so absurd that I'm just like, oh, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I was At first curious. I thought he was strangling her while the baby was in the baby bjorn, and it was like between it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's pretty awful. Did you say baby bjorn? Yeah. Isn't that the thing that you carried the baby on? Oh, the baby yeah. carrier. Well, yeah. Well, we had it was the, it was a brand name, Baby Bjorn. So. Yeah, oh, Baby I Bjorn, I think was the wrap up one, wasn't it? No, it was a, a little one. like uh, we had a Baby Bjorn, and it was. Oh, okay. Isn't that the name of the singer? Where does that? But what is it, Bjorn? No, that's Bjork. Okay, a sorry. Baby, yeah. Do you mean Bjorn? A baby from, Bjork. From that's Ab- a whole different thing. <laughs> from, or from Abba Bjorn from Abba? Is that, is that a person? He's why, not a baby. Why is it called a Bjorn? Anyway, I'm off topic. Um, Bjorn. It means it means bear in Swedish. Bjorn. Baby bear. Bear. Yeah. Why? Why would you want a bear carrying? It your... doesn't matter. It's like IKEA. You just put you just put a couple like uh, dots over an O, and, and you're good to go. All right, I won't dwell. <laughs> I, I have one last little thing here. Sure. Um, so she calls. She she's in a panic. She goes down to the neighbor's house, breaks in, finds a phone, calls the night, finds the number, calls the night guy. He picks up the phone. He says code, and she gives him this like random list of things. Checks out, looks it up, and then. He, he's like, is this Isabel or is this the gazelle or whatever? And she's like, none of that. And he goes, listen, I got to keep this line open. I have no time for wrong numbers. <laughs> I'm like, wow, what are the chances somebody would phone you at the FBI <laughs> with this number and give you the exact four yeah. words? And it has to be a wrong number. And have it be a wrong number. <laughs> no one'd be like, hey, you know, I'm here to. I'd like to That's order a pepperoni pizza or something, right? That's Not like here's here's point. four random words. Like what are the oh what are the God. mathematical chances of that? <laughs> Actually right. happened. That, that he You're thought totally in that right. moment it was an axe. He accidentally gave him four <laughs> four words that just happened to match up. Yeah. Coincidence. Yeah. Coincidence. I need to keep this line open. I don't have time for this. Like, no, no you don't. It hasn't rung in five weeks. And the first time it rings, it's like somebody gives you the exact four words oh they're supposed God. to give you. You're right. That's, That's absurd. Amazing. That's, That's amazing. absurd. 
Oh, I actually have one more uh, as well that was kind of unnecessary and and yucky. Um, the the assassins that have this like choking thing where they like they have this you know steel wire that they keep choking garrot. people with a garage. Why wouldn't you just have a silencer on your on a on a <coughs> on a gun? A, a, you know, like a regular gun with a silencer on it. Because the other guy had a silencer. Yeah, so why does this guy have to garrote people? Like, it's so unnecessarily yeah, Dave, yucky. You're a criminologist to, to some extent. Uh, can you ex- <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> to how, how much of an extent do you need? Like, well, you've got 0.1% of an extent? <laughs> so that, it's, you've got way more criminology background than either of us. Why do people garrote each other? <laughs> Well, I would think for this, it's just for the dramatic effect. It's much uh, more to see her, that guy hanging there with his feet flopping around. Oh my right? God, that was awful. Because it wasn't really a silent death, right? Like, I don't no. know why that woman didn't hear him getting strangled 10, 10 feet away in the stairwell. Yeah, and but banging shocked on the stairs. that it happened. Yeah. yeah, I just felt like it was unnecessarily yucky and added drama that we didn't need. There was yeah. already And I don't know on. if people actually die that quickly. Like, they, they just dropped her. And then they just walked away. No one checked her pulse. What If she You're was right. a witness, this would be a really bad scenario if she comes to 20 <laughs> minutes later and there's That's a screaming true. baby in her living room yeah no you're was... right because like like in a hanging you you die because your neck gets broken yeah, yeah. not because you suffocate yeah so like you're... she could have come back i guess Maybe. i don't actually know how garroting works maybe it slices through the 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 carotid artery oh, or God. something or, the or, ju- or just the trachea that. I don't but know. then <sighs> i don't know the, listen again we need a garroting expert on here um, next week yes Yep, we'll, well call somebody. I think, <laughs> I think that's that's it. it for me. That's it for okay. me. I'm... All right, all right. What about something that didn't need to be in there? It just didn't need to be in there. Why, oh, why did they include this scene? This didn't need to be in there. Tell me, what were they thinking? I have one. What is it? Um, it's the newspaper clipping book. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was holding on to this. I didn't mention it in the oh. grumbles because I wanted to mention it. You're here. right. Again, like an, it's a, so dumb. It's so such Nobody a stupid trope. Buys physical newspapers anymore, and it, and and let alone makes a book out of all of them. Especially that guy. He lives in a in, a, in an apartment that looked like a hotel. It did. Like, it didn't have yeah. any sort of like scrapbooking no material. No personal anything anywhere. And then he's got this whole book full of old newspaper yeah. clipping. <laughs> That he's it's obsessing so over night after night, so it's left open on his desk. Yeah, exactly. Oh my! <laughs> I agree. That was God, dumb. That was dumb. I, I think uh, for me, it would have to be that scene where the, the woman comes in and she's getting ready to do a TED talk. Uh huh. What? Well, oh, and, right. and she's like, "Oh my!" That's business. the main character. And, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, and then somebody hands her, you know, oh, is that the seed? Fu-? You know, more exposition. Is that the seed funding for the company that we're about to start? And then literally the next scene, <laughs> we see her. She's her company lost. has failed. completely yeah. failed. She's bankrupt. The whole thing. And I'm like, why bother even showing that arc? Why not just like, she arrives at her aunt and uncle's place and my dot-com company failed. Yeah, we did. You're and right. I'm on the ropes. You're right. right. We didn't need the TED Talk because at all. Because if yeah, we right. had even five minutes of her as a successful business person, that would make sense. But it's just like, oh, you're both to start your new business and now it's all gone. <laughs> You're right. It's totally unnecessary to this movie. Oh, you're movie. right. Yeah, Good so because I don't know if it's meant to show that she's plucky and ambitious, oh. but it still would have been the same thing if she just said, yeah, no, I tried to start a company and it failed, and 
You yeah, know, the we, TED Talk really didn't give us any sense of her ability or her ingenuity in being an entrepreneur. No. It yeah. wasn't a, like a good choice yeah. for and, an And even the TED Talk thing where she's <sighs> practicing was so <laughs> uncomfortably exposition-like. Yeah. Oh my God, she's it was like, terrible. Yeah, so I used much. to be a hacker, but now I am this, and this is why this is, you know. <laughs> That's not how TED works. And with her same face on the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's easy. The baby stealing, killing yeah, lady scene, completely yeah. stupid. Like literally, the whole end scene didn't need to be in there. Yeah. The kidnapping yeah. and the yeah. absurd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're murderers. They could have just pushed her. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. Oh my gosh. What about a scene you wished you were in? I wish I was in that scene. It's really freaking cool. Yeah, really freaking cool. I wish I was in that scene. Don't you? was the opening train scene i would like to be the guy next to the fbi agent who's like all right everybody there's a bomb so we're gonna single file i'd be like no throw the bomb out the window <laughs> and, and let's keep going it out. <laughs> like, yeah. slide, and, dri- and drive as fast as we can down yeah. away from it i yeah. feel like, well, like what are you an fbi agent he's like uh well technically i'm an uh and i'm like i don't care what you are just throw the bomb out the window <laughs> oh my god oh that's so funny uh, um I was just thinking, I mean, obviously I was, now that I read this, I was pretty high, but if I was ever in the, <laughs> the, if I was ever in a situation where I was, you know, in a house that was getting broken into and somehow I had spy aunt uncle in the room, um, I just, I really enjoyed, that guy's voice was so soothing and calming. I think I would have enjoyed having him talk to me on the other end of the, uh, of the line. I would have been very <laughs> happy to hear his voice. Talking so you, to me, calming me down, telling me what to do. I was all very. I was like, "Yeah, this is." This I have is no good. comment on this. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Yep. <sighs> you know, in Blue's Clues, when Steve used to go out in the backyard and talk to Salt and Pepper, and kind of they'd have a big problem with with pa- Paprika, which was their little kid. Yeah. And Paprika you know was entirely too much about Blue's Clues. And then they'd you say, kids, you know, and he talked soothingly, and they'd have, they'd resolve the whole family issue between. But- that's, what, that's what Ashley needs is she wants this guy to be her her Steve. Well, Steve. listen, if you were in a dramatic situation, wouldn't it just be so nice to have, to have someone Steve. to have someone just guide you through the the whole thing instead of panicking and being all alone? I, did you see when yep. Steve came back to do his little talk <laughs> last year? I know that was no more blues blues talk. <laughs> Stop! That was heartrending. <laughs> it was heart exactly what Ashley needs. Yeah, exactly. You needed a Steve. I need yep. a Steve. All right. All right. Somebody get us. Uh, we'll have to send her that clip. <laughs> okay. We'll send you a clip of Steve. Yeah. Okay. It was um, I, I wished I'm going back to the same scene. I didn't think needed to be in there, but since it's in there, you know, when the woman comes in with the manila envelope and she goes, is that what I think it is? Yes. It's the seed funding oh, for yeah. blah, blah, blah. I, I would just be like, should we, is that what I think it is? And I'd be like, yeah, this is, unfortunately, this is from the board. This is your termination yeah, papers. You've been, <laughs> you've been fired, right? So then we would have just been, okay, that would have made more sense, right? Because yeah. she's like, oh, I'm just about to deliver his TED Talk. And Don't I got bother. fired. fired. Yeah, and, then, and then that moves nicely into the next scene where she's down and out. And That's all true. Her stuff just that gone. one simple story change would have actually made that scene worthwhile. Yeah. Because we would have seen her devastation. Actually, we wouldn't have because she wouldn't have shown any. No, she would have just said, <laughs> yep. yes. It was a good company. Everyone loved it and moved on. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, anybody got any trivia? I do. Me too. What's oh, yours? You goodness. go first. Mine's oh, long. Justin, I have I have an exciting thing for you. Most wonderful news you've heard all week. It's time for trivia. What do you know? I know something that I Google just now. Did you learn anything that I didn't know? I learned something that I Google just now. Okay. This show has been renewed for season two. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it's already it's good. A lot they're, of stone people doing watching two. this. Um, it's based on a book by Matthew Quirk, um, and I was curious about this whole like phone in the basement thing, and if this is inspired by something real. Um, no definitive answers, but Quirk, this this guy who wrote the original book, uh, used a friend who works for the FBI as a template for what his main character there, Peter, whatever, would look like in 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 this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so his friend works in D.C. and worked an overnight shift at the FBI. He didn't talk much about his job back then, but from what you know, Quirk was able to pick up, he was part of a night watch and charged with staying on top of any breaking crises. Mm-hmm. And if it if they would need to wake up the director, essentially, so that was his job. That's cool. And then also, Quirk talked to uh, FBI and CIA people to talk about what happens on these night watches and in the situation room during a crisis and how a counterintelligence scenario would play out in in those situations and how so he he did a lot of research when he was writing this so you know there isn't it's probably not true that there's a room in the basement and that there's a phone in the room still yeah it's fine but that was cool yeah so he did research and uh, it wasn't just pulled completely out of nowhere and yeah i thought that was neat cool cool well, my trivia is Ooh. that uh, the tattoo on the back of the guy's neck. Is that the scar? Am I missing? There was a scar and then there was a bunch of like lines. Through the scar, that? right? Well, the, going down. And so yeah. I recognized it immediately as Ogham. Uh, what is that? Uh, well, I'm going to talk all about <laughs> it. Just, so I, I was like, oh, that's Ogham. I'll quickly go and translate it. And so I translated the Ogham because they stand in for letters sort of. And it translates to R-I-B-F-O, ribfo. <laughs> okay. So then I'm like, what the hell are they doing? And so I'm like, well, maybe they got it wrong because Ogham you read from, from, from bottom to top. So if you reverse it, and so if they did it wrong, then it would read O-F-B-I-R, off-bur. <laughs> okay. Off-bur. And so then, but then it. I saw, I Googled, I'm like, well, what the fudge were they trying to do? And it's, it seems likely that they were trying to spell other, O-T-H-E-R, which they did not do correctly probably uh-huh. because they swapped around some of the of the markings so that the the stripey things were on the wrong side oh so i was but i'm not an Ogham expert i'm just familiar with it because my wife is the chair of the celtic studies department <laughs> at the university right so she's a literal expert in ancient irish languages she specializes in old irish and this Ogham is an alphabet that would have been in a form of the irish language to represent before even old irish so ancient irish so I'm like, Raka, can you please confirm to me that I've translated this correctly as ribfo? And she's like, yes. And so, <laughs> and so that's right. So it oh says rib. God. And then she's like, would you like some trivia about actual Ogham so people stop screwing this up all the goddamn time because no one understands anything about it? So I said, yes, please. So she sent through the following. Wow. Here we go. I'm excited. Here's your Ogham lecture for the day. And, and just for listeners, when you're Googling this later, it's O-G-H-A-M. 
Well, that's the first trivia point. Oh. The word Ogham, O-G-A-M, later O-G-H-A-M, Great. is the name for a writing system in medieval Ireland. The writing system originally consisted of a series of lines and notches carved to the left, right, and across the edge of standing stones. So big stones. Between one uh, and five of them. Each oh. symbol stands for a sound rather than a letter. So it's not an alphabet. Hmm. Each sound has a name. The first three names represent the sound for B, L, and N, B, L, N, and are called Betha, Lucia, and Nin for birch, quicken, and ash tree. As a result, in medieval Ireland, the alphabet is known as Beth Luisnin. Uh, so that's what the alphabet is. Cool. Uh, Ogham inscriptions that still survive have been carved into stones. The earliest Ogham stones back, date back to the 4th or 5th century. Wow. It's hmm. very old. The largest concentration of stones is in southwestern Ireland. Uh, they're outside of Ireland as well, in England, Scotland, and Wales, and some have other languages on them, other than Irish. Hmm. Uh, what is unclear... Irish Gaelic, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, uh, while it's unclear uh, when it was first developed, the alphabet originates from the 2nd or 3rd century, so it's quite old. Wow. Yep. In medieval Ireland, it was connected with legendary Irish warrior Ogma, who belonged to the Tuatha de Danann, a group of supernatural people you may have heard of. Or yep. Maybe not. Uh, they were probably used as grave markers or boundary markers, since most of the text on the stones talking about nature, uh, and occasionally you find words for priest or like the soul of whatever. Mm. Uh, they would be read by following the edge of a standing stone from the bottom left to the top and then down again the right-hand side. So they sort of curve around. That's mm. how you're supposed to read it. So his neck should have been read from the bottom up not the top down. Oh. So if they meant it for the top down, they're very wrong. <laughs> uh, the Book of Ballymote, a manuscript from 1390, contains a folio with the Ogham alphabet on it, as well as a bunch of variations. And this is how we know what the lines represent. So it was sort of like a, a Rosetta Stone to tell you. Cool. Um, you can find this as part of the Irish Scripts on Screen project at isos.diais.ie. Ronka wanted to note that because that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> uh, da 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 so, uh, there are originally 20 letters, and then later on they added five more letters. Not really letters, as we talked about. Uh, in medieval Irish saga literature, heroes sometimes carve words or sentences into Ogham branches. Of course, none of that would have survived because it was all wood. Mm. And there are misconceptions about Ogham that is connected with the Futhark runes, for example. Uh, I think those are the, um, the Norse runes. They, oh. are not, they have nothing to do with it. Another common misconception is that they are a tree alphabet connected with the Druids. And for a million reasons, that is all wrong. So pretty much <laughs> anything anyone knows about Druids in Ireland from this time period is 100% incorrect. Ronka could probably spend about three weeks explaining why that's the case. <laughs> um, I believe that. If you want to find out more about Ogham, you can read Damien McManus's excellent A Guide to Ogham, or you could consult the Ogham in 3D project from the Dublin Institute of Advanced Studies. So cool. there you go. Well, I did not pick up on the fact that that, that weird tattoo of his was anything other than a weird tattoo. So yeah, good I, job. Think, I think I see the problem, though. You said it's red from bottom to top. So maybe this tattoo actually started like somewhere around his ass crack. <gasps> Right, and, moved up, and, and we haven't seen end. it yet. Okay. Yeah. So that's definitely the case. So we he's must... like a he's like a version of a standing stone, and it goes from ass crack to neck. Correct. And we just read it because. So as further episodes unfold, maybe the rest of the story of his body. Oh will my unfold. god! Do we get like a piece of clothes? Well, 
like an inch of skin per episode, do you think? Like perhaps to, it I've... all culminates actually with his bare ass. Oh, baby. Oh, all yeah. right. Episode yeah. 10. <laughs> you know, and the full story will be revealed. That's right. <laughs> so what I what's bothersome about the Ogham thing like many times in tattoos is that like there are experts in this area, scholars, and you can be a Hollywood scriptwriter and consult them for help and they will tell you how to do this cuz Ranka fields questions from people who are authors, people who are in, in filming things and they will ask her questions about old Irish or whatever. But maybe this is just a tattoo that he has in real life. No, I don't think so. You don't think no, so? No, 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 no. Because they zoomed in on it. Either way, stuff. tattoo in real life, she gets a lot of questions from people uh -huh. asking how do, how do you say this? Like, what is the medieval Welsh version of this? Or whatever. And she will answer them. Interesting. Because what, if you're getting something permanently tattooed or you're committing something to film forever, why would you not want it to be 100% correct? Just consult mm. an expert. It doesn't, it's not that Maybe difficult. Maybe this guy, this actor, believes that he has the correct. I think it's not whatever. the actor. I think they, they put it on. You think they put but, it on him? Yeah. Why, though? I mean, it's, that's pretty obscure. Dave, right? we're going to have to keep watching to find out. I mean, to, for, the, for the level of this show, right? Mm. To then put something like that in, why, though? And you, you said it, they that you think they probably were trying to write other. The the internet speculates that it's supposed to be other. Mm. So like uh, he's there to help others. He's there to help the other. But it's probably in later episodes, which apparently Ashley's gonna watch, so she can get more of this like I ASMR. Will let you uh, know. Clues. <laughs> um. Anyway, that was sorry for the very long winded explanation, but um. That was but, cool. Uh, that you know that's yeah. a an area of her expertise and a particular pet peeve of hers is that as the poor representation of ancient irish culture on television Ooh. um so this was not poor representation it's just a mis slight misuse of the alphabet of Ogham, but nothing too terrible and kind of neat that it was even in there at all so that at least it'll get in people interested that's true but if We're... you're getting a tattoo <laughs> please consult a real expert so i should come to ronka yeah Yes. Excellent. And not just a YouTube expert, an actual <laughs> someone with a doctorate, presumably, in one of these languages. <laughs> cool. So, right, well, I will advice. mention it to Aaron because he's Irish. So, okay. Yeah. He probably was born knowing how to write Ogham. Oh, definitely. It's just uh, yeah. in there, it's just a genetic. Now that I think of it, Aaron kind of looks like Steve from Blues Clues. <laughs> Oh my, god. oh my god. Ashley, you have a type. I guess so. And it's child presenter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does look very young. And he my does have a husband. soothing, relaxed voice. Yeah. He does. Uh oh. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, okay. So, we've already established that this is still number one. So, what it are is. we watching then? What's the number one film? Ash? Well, here's the fun part. So, the film is going to be Murder Mystery 2. Oh, already seen With it. Jennifer Aniston and uh, Adam, Sandler. Adam Sandler. But the fun part that I'm trying to talk about here is that number two on the list is Murder Mystery 1. So, I oh. guess the, the new movie came out and everybody was like, oh, I got to watch the Rewatch first one. It, yeah. So, uh, luckily, I was kind of hoping as I was watching this, I, was, I looked at this yesterday. I was kind of hoping that maybe the the first movie would end up getting more and get bumped. Yeah, so because I've never seen the first one. Oh, it'd be funner to watch just two without. I guess. Yeah. Fine. So I already watched it. We these are dumb movies, but they are kind of dumb movies, so we okay. liked it. Well, because they're murder mysteries. Yeah, but and it's, but it's Adam Sandler, and it's hit or miss with that. Oh thing. my gosh! But Rock and I already watched this as soon as it came out. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so, so I'm your happy work to watch is it. done. We'll watch it again, and we'll talk about it, and you guys can crap okay. all over it and make fun of me for liking it. <laughs> Great. Great. Flip the switch a little. Have you mm. seen Murder Mystery One, Dave? I don't know. It's it looks I like Adam know. Taylor, Jennifer Aniston. I don't know. 
That's all we have to go on. Dave looks so sad that he doesn't remember whether or not he's seen it, as if like life is a blur and you're just (laughs) rushing toward oblivion and it's gotten very existential. Oh my god. We're all just staring up into oblivion. The only thing keeping us here is gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What a lovely note to end our episode on. Cool. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, thank you everybody for joining us as always. Uh, check out the Instagram feed of, of why are people watching this to see what the the next show is. It uh, will be there. Murder yep. Mystery Two for next week. Yeah, and um, um, and tell our show, tell our show, tell your friends about our show. Yeah, just and, go um, and spread the good word. <laughs> yeah, and it's this is a good show to see. Like sometimes we watch something and for some reason I don't like it, and Ashley does, or the other way around. You can never predict what's gonna hit with us because we again are a representation of the the wider demographic. The normal ass viewer. Yeah, who just watches <laughs> Netflix and they come at it with a variety of, of backgrounds and opinions and then they yep. whatever's number one, they watch it and then this is what you get. That's right. This is what you get in <laughs> this room of idiots yelling yeah. about stuff. <laughs> All right, yeah. everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you and Merry Christmas. See you See next you week. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. If you got a bit of extra cash to kick around and want to support the show financially, check us out on whyarepeoplewatchinglist.com. There's a link there to support the show. The music you hear during the show is written and produced by me and my Why Are People Watching This is a production of Outside the Lines Press with support from the Black Box Collective and Anaganish Improv.